Thank you. Turn your Bibles tonight to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter number 4. I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter number 3. And uh, that is a very appropriate song uh, for the message tonight. And I knew that which group was singing. I didn't know what they were singing. Uh, but as we get into the message, I think you'll understand how appropriate uh, that was. I'm going to read two verses of Scripture uh, then I'll have a word of prayer tonight. It'll be a little bit different, of course, for some time. We've been uh, looking at the Great Commission and uh, thinking about what uh, Christ has commanded the church and the different aspects of that, and it's been a good reminder for us, and it's been helpful to us to keep us uh, focused on what God is doing. Of course, our goal this year, we, we're asking for a double portion of God's blessings uh, in every area, and uh, we have a big enough God to do that. Uh, I, we forget how big God is. Uh, we have uh, set out a goal to double our uh, attendance this, this year. And uh, God has certainly added to his church. And I'm thankful for the new members that he has brought along. I'm thankful for those who are visiting and attending. And I was thinking as, you know, as a pastor, you look for the high days and the attendance. And I've been watching our attendance numbers and how the percentage we are up over last year. And certainly we've grown over last year and growing from week to week. And uh, then here comes Memorial Day. Statistically, Memorial Day is one of the lowest attended days of the years. The first summer started, kids are getting out of school and going on vacation. Uh, well, pretty good crowd for Memorial Day uh, today. And uh, God, that God gets all the glory for that. And certainly, uh, as uh, we have been making ourselves available, He is certainly doing a work. And uh, tonight I'm going to read verse 20 and 21. And then, uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to have a word of prayer. And then I'm just going to speak from my heart about some things that God has done and is doing. And I mentioned this this morning, I believe. I don't want to wait to the end of the year to give, glory, give God glory for what he's done. I'm very confident tonight that at the end of the year we'll be celebrating doubling our attendance. You say, Pastor, how can you say that? Because we've got a big God. And he's still saving sinners, and people still want to grow in Christ, and people are still looking for an old-fashioned, Bible-believing church. And if we go out and continue to give the gospel, he will add to his church. I'm confident as we are in a, in a program right now to get ready for July 2nd to get that first 50 completed blocks. I'm confident that not only will we have those 50, but at the end of the year we'll have all 400 of them in. I'm confident of that uh, because God's a big God. And tonight I want to talk about some things that God has done, some things he's put in my heart, um, some pieces that he is putting in place. And uh, I, I hope that, uh, that, I'm sure this will be a blessing to you, but I hope you'll give me some liberty tonight uh, in the message. And uh, the, I, the, I'm going to share some things with you, and that is my message tonight. And uh, so uh, if you listen well, uh, we'll get out of here before it gets dark. And uh, so uh, look at uh, Ephesians chapter number 3, last two verses of this chapter, verse 20 and 21. Now unto him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end, amen. I want to draw your attention to three words in verse 20, and if I give this a title tonight, this is the title, exceeding abundantly above. You and I have limitations. God has none. 
you and I think about how wonderful heaven is, it's limited by our minds. It's much more greater. We, we read in history about what God has done in the past, and we say, well, I wish God would do something like that again, exceeding abundantly above. You know, we, we will throw out phrases like, well, God is not dead, but then we live like he is. Well, God, Jesus is the answer, but then we don't tell anybody. Tonight, I just want to share some things that the Lord's put on my heart and some things that God is doing and uh, some things that I, that I think will help us, encourage us to push forward. And uh, pray for me as I do this, because some of this, I don't even know how it's going to come out, uh, but I know the Lord will get uh, credit for it. So let's pray. Father, help us tonight as we think of your goodness, the things that you've done. Father, I pray that you would remind your church tonight of the great opportunity that is before them, the great responsibility that you've placed on them. And Father, we have for many weeks now, focused on the words of your son, his commission to the church before he ascended to your right hand. Father, they're great words. They're important. They're the focus of the church. We realize the responsibility we have to fulfill that commission. May we not lose sight of what Christ said, not just in what to do, but how it would be done by a power greater than ours by a God that is above, greater than we can ask or think. Father, bless our time this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tonight I want to just share some some things that God has done and certainly give Him the honor and glory for uh, what He has done. Uh, as a song was sung just a, a few moments ago, we, we've, got to get, we've got to tell what God has done. Uh, we've got to rejoice in what God has done. I think about some things that the Lord put in my heart. I, this year, this January, marked 10 years as your pastor. And what an exciting 10 years it has been. What an adventurous 10 years it has been. There are some things that God put in my heart more than 10 years ago, and there are some things that God has put in my heart now. And as the pastor of, the, of your church, this church, I feel like God would have us to do. I feel like God would uh, have us uh, do certain things and certain ministries that he would allow us to be a part of. I've said this in the past, and I believe that this is true, that we have an opportunity to impact our generation around the world. The gospel will do that. His local church will do that. I've had impressed in my heart, and I've often challenged us, God, I believe God wants to do miraculous things through his people. God wants to use a people who just want to do big things for God. Now, I made this statement a couple of weeks ago that if you're looking for an average church that is, is supposed to settle on what they've done, this may not be the church for you. We want to do all that we can do for Christ. There are some things that he put in my heart. There are some things that I knew that God would do. And I want to say thank you right out of the gate for even though you might have thought I was crazy following your pastor. Before I became pastor, I knew God wanted us in Jacksonville, Florida. I knew God wanted us in Jacksonville. Now, I wish he'd have told us exactly where the first time, so we wouldn't have had to move twice. We're right where God wants us. You look at the progress of our city, you look at what God is doing and the growth and being at the crossroads of not one county, not two counties, but multiple counties, 
And this morning, we had people at our church from multiple different counties. Today, we had people drive a long way to be in this church because of what this church is. We are exactly where God wants us. There's some things that the Lord is putting the pieces into place, and I've just recent days determined that I felt like it would be honoring to Him to just share some of these things and stop and reflect about what God is doing. God is not done working. God is not done doing the supernatural. We have seen great things. What a year we've had. I look around tonight, I look around at our, uh, if you just take just simple raw numbers from Sunday morning, we're up. Sunday night, we're up. Wednesday night, we're way up. In post-COVID days, when people have left the church, uh, to God be the glory for that. And I'm thankful that God is adding to His church. God has done a lot of things, and I just want to share my heart again this evening. I want the best for this church. I want when God is through with me as the pastor of this church, I want it to be in better shape. And it was in good shape when the Lord allowed me to pastor. Well, I want it to be for His honor and glory. I have dreams for your families. I have dreams for your kids. But I think about I reflect on. I have dreams for this church, of what this church can do, is doing for the cause of Christ. Often I even reflect on those who, I want this church to do much for the glory of God for those who have already gone on to heaven. They've already finished their race, but boy, what a role, what a part they played in this church. For them... I want to keep adding to their accounts. I want to keep adding to the accounts of those who've invested in me personally. I want the best for this church. As many of you know, we, there's many things that we have attempted to do, and certainly I'm looking forward to having these fellowships and sharing some of the things that God has done and is doing and as I've said before, many times through the last three years, that we've tried to break ground, we've tried to get things going, it just seems like God stops one thing after another after another, uh, which doesn't mean God's not in it, it just means it's not His timing for certain things. And it doesn't mean that God has not been working, because He certainly has been working. And I'm looking forward to giving those updates, I'm looking forward to talking about what God has done. And I do it all in the context of verse 20 and verse 21. Now unto Him that is able to do, God is able I'm glad that when you and I go to God and say, God, this is what my family needs. He's able. I'm glad when we as a church go to God and say, God, this is what we need. This is what we'd like to do. God is able. He's not just able. He's able to do exceeding. Now, I've been called ambitious. God does exceeding abundantly, abundantly. It's a great word to study. It doesn't just hit the mark. It's more than enough. More than you can consume. More than you can have. Above all that we ask or think. I don't know if you've ever done this. Probably all have. There have been times when 
when I've asked God and almost been embarrassed because I think it's too big. Well, God, this is really what I, we feel embarrassed about, asking God for something big. No, we can't ask anything too big for God. Above all that we ask or think, and I can ask for a lot, can't you? I can think of a lot, can't you? But God is so much above that. I want some things that, I want to update you on some ministries tonight and some things that God has done, and this is great timing as the Lord would have it as we go into these fellowships and updating on the uh, progress of buildings and, and things of that nature. But I want to announce to you tonight that the Amanda Ranch is open. The deal is done. Brother Chitty called me this week and said, I'm at the title office, I'm signing everything over. Just get me the, get me the money you can when you get it. But make that Friday. So, uh, um, of course, you may or may not know, but those of you that do know, of course, Brother Chitty, the missionary we've supported for many years, faithful out of New Mexico. Our families are very close. He and I are very close. And this is something that we've discussed more than a decade. And as you know, my most of you, if not all of you know, my daughter Amanda, uh, our second daughter, was uh, sick for some time. And back in 2001, the Lord took her home. And from that, the Lord taught me many, many lessons. He taught me many things. And I just, I'm just going to bear my heart this evening, if you'll permit me to. I prayed many, many times, Lord, help me help somebody else. Because I felt like that would keep me from getting angry or bitter. I felt like it would make some sense of some good being done. I felt like it would be a way to remember my daughter, so that people would know about her. There were some things that I did around that time where I would go to the children's hospital and try to be a help and encouragement. Certainly there's many people that the Lord enabled me to give the gospel because of that avenue. But we're talking about one who is able to do exceeding abundantly above. Tonight, the Amanda Ranch is open. There's families that we're already speaking to about sending there. This is a hurting world. God's people are hurting. And God still cares about the burden. God still cares about the brokenhearted. And to have a place where we can send those in ministry and uh, those who have uh, experienced some, some loss and things and, and also those who... Uh, we, missions trips will be hosted out there, but of course, Brother Chitty and I have been talking for some time. He approached me a couple years ago, wanting to do this, and uh, he wanted to uh, uh, he wanted to prepare a place for him and Mrs. Chitty. Um, uh, he's he's seventy five now, been out there a long time, and he wanted to make sure that if something happened to him, she would be cared for. And uh, he asked me if I could help him. Uh, get that place prepared and so that he and help paid for so he could uh, have that and uh, he is uh, signed over it's right at 60 acres with a nice big ranch house on it that can be used for God's honor and God's glory and uh, I'm thankful for that and you're gonna have to forgive me tonight because the Lord's been doing a work in my heart in my life he's done a work in my heart this past week and I just want to say, I'm not going to apologize for the good things that God does. I'm not going to apologize for the miracles that God does. Well, why, why, do we, why do you need a ranch? Ask God that. He gave it to us. We, we ought to be wanting to keep 
people in the fight. I preached on it this morning. Too many independent Baptist Bible believers think that God's called all of us to the ministry of discouragement. Now, we ought to take a stand, and we stand where the Bible says, but the Bible teaches that we ought to be a, a, help, a help to people, to encourage people. And I'm looking forward to, if nothing else, if it honors this man's wishes and it puts him and his wife in a good place for the faithful years that they've served, is worth us doing. So I'd like to let you know that the uh, Manda Ranch is open. We're helping families. There's a couple of pastors I've talked to, and they've assured me that as soon as you have some families ready to go, we're gonna, I'm going to help you get them there. And I'm thankful for the support of others as uh, we try and, and help people. Uh, and uh, that has led us to something that's been on my heart for a while. And uh, it's, we've introduced it a little bit this year. And when the ministry survey was on there, it's the Binding the Brokenhearted Ministries. And certainly the Lord has taught me a lot of things through the years. And uh, this is a ministry... That's out of, that is that is it's one of our church ministries, and it's designed to help the brokenhearted. Isaiah 61.1, speaking of our Lord, speaks of one who could bind the brokenhearted. And uh, grief is something that I don't think we as Christians talk about enough. I don't think we look to see, and when I said that, it just sucked the wind out of here. Because a lot of times we don't know how to deal with it, but Christ is the answer for that as well. And for you, you can... Get through your grief. You can overcome your broken heart, but you can't do it outside of a relationship with Christ. That is the answer. That is, now, well, well, they're stronger than me. No, it's that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you study the book of Isaiah, certainly in that chapter, then you study the life of our Lord, there is a curriculum there that will help somebody overcome their broken heart. So the vision there is I, I've been working on a curriculum, much like we have our soul winning curriculum, and, uh, and we'll get this uh, started soon, uh, but I want to have some uh, meetings where we invite everybody we know that might have a broken heart, and uh, they can come, and I'll conduct those meetings on a Friday night or a Saturday afternoon, and people you work with who's going through a divorce, people you work with who's, who's got a loved one with cancer, people who you work with who has lost a loved one, you want to invite them uh, to this meeting. During that meeting, the first lesson I'll give is on the man of sorrows, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe this is going to be a great tool to win people with the gospel. It's going to be a great tool to help people. There'll be more to talk about that, but I, again exceeding abundantly above. I don't know if this excites you. It excites me. The opportunity to help people. And by the way, the more we try and help other people, and there's some ministries that I've I've jotted down, and I call them the forgotten fields of ministry. And there are ministries that you and I can help in and can minister to people that I believe pleases the Lord. And uh, certainly the, the hurting people is, is one that they ought to know that they can come to the church. And so I'm, a, I'm excited about uh, what God has done in that respect. And uh, may we never lose the sight of the world. Uh, I know for three years we've been trying to get buildings built, but God has not allowed us to move forward. But God's dropped this. Uh, this is something that God is in and uh, that doesn't mean we won't be building. We'll talk about that in the, in the very near future. 
we think about one thing, it's like, well, one negative and one thing that I thought of as an obstacle, if God's going to use this, New Mexico is a long way away. And uh, hitchhiking is not an option. Uh, certainly somebody who's experiencing grief or going through some difficult times, a cross-country road trip's not always the best thing. And if you fly commercially, you understand what a hassle that is. And I don't know how to say this other than just to say it, but you can put that first picture up. As of Wednesday, we own a 737 jet. I, I don't know how to comment on that. Um, I know the question on some of your minds, how much did you pay for it? We own a 737 jet. Um, Wednesday, um, Brother Peyton, Brother King, and I went down to Orlando International Airport. And uh, last, to give you uh, just a little bit of the story of it, and, and not to bore you with all the details of how you get a multi-billion dollar jet, but... Um, Last Saturday, I was driving back from Locust Grove uh, for um, participating in the, in the special service for Brother Hopkins, and, and uh, Brother Mike Payton called me, and he's like, Pastor, I'm sorry to bother you on Saturday, but I have to. And uh, he starts telling me about this opportunity to get this jet. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's good. Well, we'll pray about it. And, and I'm like, well, we'll sleep on that. And it, but it just kept going about. Long story short, Multi, 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 multi millionaires got too much money and just began cutting his toys. And so, through some conversations and the Lord opening doors, um, if we were willing to pick up some of the inspections that have to be done, uh, there's a the nose, the front nose gear, there's got to be, um, I don't know what all goes into that, then, um, um, then uh, we could have obtained it. And so, um, and so then we went down there and I said, okay, what's the catch? And apparently there was no catch. And I was like, is there drugs hitting these walls or what's, what's going on? You know, it's like, you know, I've seen TV before. I know how this works. You know, I, we were getting down there, getting ready to pull in. And I said to the whole car, I said, now, if we come up and this guy says, I'm a Nigerian prince, we are out of here. Um, we're not answering the emails. We're not doing any of that. Then from there, when we agreed to that, they put us in touch with this man's trust company. And whenever that happens, that's usually a, a good thing. And so um, the Lord has given us this multi-million. You can go ahead and, and show the next picture. And uh, if it was an empty cargo hold, I would have taken it. Uh, this is not your ordinary. I almost didn't show you this picture. Um, but God did this. We didn't pursue this. God did this. And while we were there, that's when Don Chitty called me. I said, I'm signing the ranch over right now. And it's like the Lord took all this and put it together. The next day I called to a pastor and said, that when that plane's ready to go, when you get that first family on it, I'll fill it with the fuel to get it out there. We're going to talk more about that in just a moment. You can show the next picture. 
This picture means nothing, but it just shows how big this plane is. Um, the Lord has done that and given us... Most of you know that we've talked about an aviation ministry and, and we've, we've got those things kind of in the works, but I've got to be honest with you tonight. Exceeding, abundantly, above. You're going to have to forgive my lack of faith. I did not ask God for a 737. I've asked God to give us a way to get people to places that we need to get them to help them. I've asked for a way to get our preachers to the mission field and exceeding abundantly above. I promise you, this is real people. Um, I've had to week the kind of process that if you thought I was in a daze Wednesday night, now you know why. This all went down Wednesday. And uh, so the Lord has done that, and I'm thankful for that. And so we're taking some of our other ministries to another level. Recently, I've, I've, I've been humbled by the opportunities God has given me personally as your pastor. As you know, I've been telling you about the Preachers of Light Conference this fall. And uh, I gave the men, specifically Brother Collingsworth, the goal, we're having 80 pastors, we're having 80 preachers at a conference this year. Okay. I believe it will be closer to 100. Um, there are people who are seeing what God is doing. And it's God doing the work. Um, the opportunities we have to be a help and influence to other churches and um, my, the places I'll be able to go later in the year to, 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 to speak to pastors and to help pastors. And I just decided a few weeks ago, and of course, Brother Peyton's part of our ministry in the Reaching Spanish Nations. And uh, we had discussed recently, I said, I said, Brother Mike, I've finally gotten settled on some of these international conferences that we've been invited to and places, the opportunities. I said, we're going to have great commission conferences. And we're going to come, I'm going to come in, we're going to come in, and I'm going to preach on the Great Commission. Just like I've been preaching to our church, and we're going to translate our soul winning curriculum into Spanish. And we'll preach at night and train soul winners during the day. And it's a great opportunity in the Spanish-speaking countries to uh, assist national pastors to, and those church uh, people to reach their own people. And uh, I just decided that, and then the Lord drops this into our uh, lap, and this is going to help us uh, fulfill the vision that God has given us to get soul winners, get future missionaries to these places, these mission fields. Um, God has placed several things in our church. Certainly, Brother Peyton has an aviation background. He's got that, this vision for uh, reaching these Spanish uh, nations. And if you'll permit me to say it, um, God dropping this on us is a lot of vindication for him. Because there's a mission board that didn't like it when he listened to his pastor. There are supporting churches that didn't like it when he listened to his pastor. He didn't like it when he listened to his pastor. But to his credit, he listened to his pastor. And we would not be having this conversation tonight, or at least he wouldn't be a part of it, if he had not listened to his pastor. I didn't know this was going to happen, Mike. Trust me, if we're going to have a 737 one day. If I had known that, I'd have sent him to Nicaragua, so we wouldn't even be, we wouldn't even be here. 
we have the avenues and open doors into two continents, and we've always had the vision of having aircraft to get there. Um, brother, and some of these guys don't know I'm going to say this, uh, Brother Ross Patrick, of course, is very capable. I've had several of you say, he looks too crazy for me to ever get in a plane with him. <laughs> I've been in a plane with him, and it's true. He's too crazy for you to ever get in a plane with. Part of the obstacle that this multimillionaire had is he didn't want to put out the more money for the inspections and things of that nature. But God has already put in our church men who can do those inspections, have the certifications to do that. So when he's throwing out these obstacles and these numbers that would be obstacles, they're really not obstacles because God's put the people here who can do it. Um, Brother Nathan King um, has has flown the bigger, more up-to-date version of this plane for the United States Navy. And I, I didn't ask him if he might me putting him on the spot. I took, we took him with us, and several times I was like, no, you can fly this right. <laughs> you, you know how to do this, right? You sure you can do this? Because I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to be stuck with this and nobody can fly it. Uh, he gets out of the, his last day in the Navy is next Wednesday, I believe which he gave up his career to keep his family here in this church. But I don't think he's going to be out of the cockpit long. It's coincidence, right? I mean, we believe in coincidences. Um, The vision is not only having God put here. We're talking to Cecil. We've already talked to Cecil Field about the aviation ministry we didn't have and got a preliminary pre-approval for an aviation ministry we didn't have long before this happened. And when the, as I understand it, when as soon as this happened and the men went down there, said, we're ready for our hangar, they're like, we had no idea you were going to get a 737. We don't have a hangar that big for you right now. Uh, So there's some other things in the works for that. And so that's where this aviation ministry will be based out of. Vision is for us to be able to, and, and God's given us the men to train other pilots, other mechanics, um, one day to have a language school to teach um, young men, young ladies uh, Spanish so that we can get right into these Spanish-speaking countries. I look at what's happening in our country politically, and I, I say there's a lot I don't like politically. Man, when God brings the world to your doorstep, um, we have a responsibility to try and reach that world. And we have discussed and we've got preliminary things. We'll offer an aviation degree through North Florida Baptist College. Um, A lot of different opportunities that will stem from that. And I'm thankful all this will operate under Mission Aviation and I've looked through the book of Acts, and I can't find Paul ever flying in an airplane. I can't find Peter as a co-pilot. But man, the world has changed so much with technology and travel the world so much closer, and we have an opportunity to get the gospel to the world. That's the message.
tonight is just to share some things that God has done. What, all, what does it all mean? I don't know what it all means. I'm still trying to wrap my head around what it all means. But I can say this. This is the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. And to give God the glory for what He has done. You know, it's one thing to say God is not dead. It's another thing to step out by faith and have God show that he's not dead. As I said earlier, I, I don't plan on making any apologies for what God has done. I don't plan on making any apologies for the, the goodness of God. Boy, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I believe this is all of God. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And I think this is just the beginning I can't tell you, I can't even hint about it. But there's something I prayed for for three years that I thought God was going to open the door. It has nothing to do with this about five weeks ago when it didn't look like it was. And this afternoon, God opened that door. All I'm saying is God is doing something. This is why I have confidence tonight that God is going to continue to do it. If we don't mess it up and if we don't get in the way... And if we don't get full of ourselves and we don't get lazy and we stop along the way and pat ourselves on the back or minimize what God is doing, we have a big God. And if God, if we want to pray for a little six-seater to get us to that next location, he wants to give us a 737, I'll take it. And I'll say, look what God has done. What God has been good. Great things are coming. Let me rephrase that. Great things have come. More is coming. I believe with my whole heart, my whole heart, and if you'll permit me to say it, this church has taken stands. I've taken stands. And the devil's tried to destroy this church. The devil's tried to discourage God's people, and this church has stood. And God blesses that. And God honors that. And as sure as I'm standing here, I think this, this church is making a difference in this, in this country. It's making a difference in our city. And I think God is going to allow us to make an even greater difference in the future. That's it. I don't know how to end it. But it's say, give God the glory. Friend, your, your dedication to this church is important. You showing up is important. Your offering is important. Your witness is important. Your testimony is important. Well, we live in dark days, but we live in days when God is still alive. God is still on the throne. You know, I've, I've, I've already prepared for it. I've already heard it. Well, independent Baptists don't have aviation ministries. And I say, why not? Well, independent Baptists don't have places like that ranch. Why not? Why not? I still believe God's a big God. Exceeding above all that we ask and think. I'm going to close this way. And you'll just have to permit me tonight. I'm going to take liberties as the pastor. I want to have an invitation where we just take the time to just thank God for His goodness. 
Just thank God for, I don't know what he's going to do with all of this, but it's just, it's just an awesome thing to say. You know, you read about, you read about George, I've read George Mueller's biography so many times and how, you know, he's, you know, he's got all these orphans there and nothing to feed them and praise Lord, send some, there's a knock on the door. It's like, well, how come that, why can't we have a God like that? We do have a God like that. We read through history of the miracles and the gifts and, and the things that God has done. And this, why can't God, God can do it. God has done it. God is doing it. But it takes faith for us to tap into this kind of a thing. And as long as we give God the glory, I'm going to talk about it. Did you hear what God did? Did you hear what God's doing? Let's be a part. Well, you think about even the crowd on Memorial Day. God's doing something. God's done this. Let's go to invitation.